1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Reporting is Eligible. I'm Paul Noonan. Um, this is the game between the Chiefs and the Seattle Seahawks, where Jordan Love played and the special teams just know, completely shot the bed. Um, and also, uh, if you, uh, I, I've gotten to almost everybody who won a t-shirt, but real quick, Devin Bearwolf, get back to me uh, if you're listening to this. Email me. You need to pick something so I can go on to the next people. So, uh, do that quick. Sorry, did you
2: say his name was Bearwolf?
1: Yes, Devin Bearwolf. Which is of course Beowulf. Well, it's Be- Beowulf translates to Beowulf, so that's what he's going. That's
2: that's badass, and I'm Matt. But you can call hey, me up, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, General Twitter Rabble Rouser.
1: Out in Kansas, getting the earlier entry this week. Uh, Cur- Curly in Kansas, yes. All right, a- a- and of course featuring. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and uh, Paul. Paul, on your rundown, I just we just talked about this off mic, but. You really want to start with special teams, huh? You really want to, <laughs> you really want to make that the first thing we talk
1: about in this of all games against the Kansas City. Well, I think Chief. so because, like, Jordan Love wasn't great, but the special teams is why they lost. So also, okay. Point
2: a point I brought up in the pre-show. Aaron Rodgers addresses all of his his COVID shenanigans on Pat McAfee today, and the second thing out of his mouth was special teams aren't special.
3: <laughs> okay, and you know what? I fully accept that explanation. That makes perfect sense to me. That's fine. I, I, you know, I thought Jordan Love might be might be top of mind, but, uh, but, spe-
1: but special teams was definitely a thing. A- have you ever seen this total a breakdown in special teams before? Uh, the only good thing about it was Corey Bajorquez's actual punting. That 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 was fine. He boomed a couple, but like everything else was bad. Like the blocking, that was bad. Holding, um, the kicking, um, the, the the punt returning, the not falling over yourself while fielding punts. Uh, All that, all that was, I've never seen it all happen at the same time. And, uh, it, you know, they've been bad at it all year. I don't, Maurice Drayton doesn't seem to be improving things. They seem to be getting worse, which I I don't know. Incredible. So
2: I just did a control F
1: on the rundown. You don't mention Danny Kelly anywhere. Uh, was, what would, what did Danny Kelly do? Did I miss Danny Kelly? Danny
2: Kelly was the. Danny Kelly was a reason that the, the field goal was blocked.
1: I thought that was, um, Slayton. That was Danny Kelly. You mean Dennis Kelly? Kelly?
3: Who's Danny Kelly? Or Dennis
2: Kelly. Yeah, sorry. Danny- well, I, I mean, I
3: know who Danny Kelly is. He's a great writer for yeah. the ringer, but he doesn't block for the Packers.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Dennis Dennis Kelly, the, the right tackle, was was playing field goal blocking guard and reached instead of sitting back. I thought that was Slayton. Just- my,
1: my mistake. There's a great video of him just literally standing there and standing up and having two guys run by him.
2: Yeah, so standing up and having two guys run by is very different. What what uh, Kelly did is he reached forward and got ripped to the ground. It was Oh, okay. Well, that's like, so too. so watch the watch the block again and you'll watch there's one guy leaning forward when everyone else on the line is leaning back. And actually Pat McAfee to his credit explained exactly how blocking for field goals works and how it's the worst job in football.
1: It's so- um, I highly recommend. It sounds awful, honestly. It it just looks like a, a way to get poked or guys sitting on you it it looks awful i don't i don't envy nfl special teams players it just looks awful
3: when we talk about you want to learn
2: more about nfl special teams make sure you read nate jackson's slow getting up life at the bottom of the pile
3: when we talk about special teams i usually have i have two sort of ways that i think of it I, i have the coverage piece which is usually the way that if a team is going to get burned, it's going to be that way that their team, that they simply cannot cover kicks and punts. And consequently, the other team is constantly getting good field position in, in that sense, the Packers actually have improved over the course of the year. They are getting better at that. Teams are not burning them in that capacity. Now, I, I also think punting and kicking is kind of a weird specialty thing, but y- y- this isn't the kicking. This is the blocking for the kicking. <laughs> right. Would
2: you Would you say that it takes a special team to do? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I I love puns, and the lowest hanging fruit is frequently something that I'm on Sean, but not here. Not here. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Nope. Uh, God, <laughs> I can't. I can't. But uh, so so you know, some of it is just a. It's just a little. It's quirky stuff like. Borges and 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 Wordle not being I, I don't I don't know who ultimately is to blame it sounds like it's probably Stephen Wordle snap more so than it is Corey Borges hold but the laces being out on consecutive you know like it happens once of course it does if it happens a second time well now it's like seriously do you know what you're doing like that's that's two snaps in the NFL and they've both been the exact same wrong yep. or or the holds are wrong I mean again like I, I it sounds like it's more the snap than the hold but like that stuff to me feels like You know, it's understandable. This is this guy is in his first NFL game. Those I mean, you got to fix those mistakes. I am I'm interested in I'm surprised because ultimately the other thing I was going to say is you can boil a lot of the problems down to just Amari Rogers. He's he's not (laughs) an NFL return man. He can't be considered an NFL returner. Uh, I'm sure he could grow into that role. He's a rookie. He has the right to make mistakes. Catching punts is extremely hard. We take it for granted completely. I, I would screw it up completely. I'd, I'd be five yards away, so I guess I wouldn't touch the ball and muff it because I couldn't even get to it. I'd be so mm-hmm. turned around. But um, Amari Rodgers, amazing to me that they kept going back to him, and it sounds like Maurice Drayton completely stumped for him after Matt LaFleur was like, yeah, get him get him out of there. But, like, he he doesn't have confidence. He, he can't catch the ball, and he can't return it. When he does catch it, they like, he might be a good returner someday, but i think in the short term they've got to do something else don't they they do because well, it looks okay. terrifying
2: Rod- rogers had that one point return for like 13 yards or something that was his yes. last and everyone, one wasn't it and yep. everyone got up and applauded it like it was goddamn Devin hester it's like little big league. job
3: it's like little <laughs> big league when the guy hits a seeing eye single and they're like yeah yeah all right all right and then they look around like oh we're celebrating a seeing eye single exactly it's probably we probably
1: have a problem here like he's also not necessarily built to be that position. He, he he's not shifty. Like go look at his RAS like uh, agility scores. He's he's not good at that. It's a, I feel like they're trying to fit him into a hole where he doesn't. First of all, I don't. I, I never liked that pick, and I like it less every day. Obviously, for you know clear reasons. And I always used to think that my metric doesn't work on guys like Amari Rodgers, like uh, Lavisca Chenault It didn't it, it didn't like, and uh, uh, Jalen Regor didn't like him. Um, but those guys also are now kind of bad, and I'm starting to rethink whether my numbers might just be smarter than I thought. Um, and Mari Rogers is like, uh, he's big. Uh, he's big in squat, but he's not particularly fast. He is not particularly agile. His next best athletic accomplishment was he kicked ass on the bench press, which I don't care. Um, so... <laughs> i don't I don't know that he's necessarily built to do return punts, but I also don't think he's built to play maybe professional football so um they, I think you should get him out of there just to see if you have anybody else who could do the job better and maybe can also contribute in other ways on the team like uh, I'm not happy with Malik Taylor at the moment either, but maybe you get a little more value to put him back there and then also have him as the fourth receiver on the team, you know um hey what. Back
2: to Mo Drayton.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Mo Drayton to me is the epitome of guy who kills the interview even though he's not qualified for the job.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because I didn't didn't hear his I mean, he's good at being interviewed, so I guess we have seen him interviewed. Yes, and that's the thing is
2: so like everyone talks about like how good he is at the podium and like he talked Matt LaFleur into keeping Amari Rogers. But like the performance is there. Like we have eyes. Like <laughs> He's not good. He's not a good coordinator. And and people were, were in my mentions during this game that were like, oh, yeah, you know, Mo Drayton is the reason that Malik Taylor fell over. And he's the reason that this and he's the reason that that. And I'm over here like you guys know that they started a punt coverage with 10 guys, right? Like they're, they're not they're not blocking gunners on punts. Yeah. They're like <laughs> this is basic stuff that, that Jr. could learn tomorrow and, and put Garrett doesn't know anything about special teams like,
3: I'm torn between being insulted but absolutely disagreeing with you that I could actually learn it tomorrow
2: what's 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 the figure of speech like like I have never been so offended by something I completely agree with <laughs> that's exactly
3: right, exactly right. No wait are we giving any blame to Malik Taylor because I am I have been operating under the assumption the the, the muff so is entirely on Rogers not just catching the ball
1: he should have caught it so it's I would say 90% on him but Malik Taylor also should be more aware of what's going. Yeah, don't be there. Like, if the guy's gonna fair catch it, you don't need to be that close to him. Um, So it's a little bit his fault, but it's mostly Amari Rogers' fault for letting it look, man.
2: If you leave your car running in your driveway for like three hours and don't even look at it, it is mostly your fault that it gets stolen.
1: But also, the guy who stole it is kind of an asshole. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So, so
1: Malik Taylor stole your car. So, dividing up blame is often difficult
3: <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure that uh i'm not sure that comparison quite tracks but uh it's fine yep. it's uh I'm, I'm 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 feeling it so a lot of, a lot of blame to go around on special teams is is ultimately what we're saying
1: yes and it did cost them the game so as, we're going to talk about jordan love in a second in the offense in a second and as bad as that was uh special teams literally cost them the game they they gave up at least nine real points in terms of uh, field goals missed and allowed by the other team. And and honestly, it should have been much worse than that. The defense completely bailed them out um, on the Malik Taylor muff, whatever you want to call that thing, um, holding the Chiefs to a field goal. Uh, and by EPA, they lost 13 points. So that, that g- this game was very close. And if special teams does what they're just supposed to do, like not even be good, just be, you know, average, they win this game even though they were, they were bad. So it's their fault that they lost.
3: Can we boil this down to one thing? I mean, yes, Mo Drayton, not good enough, I guess is the way to go, but like, it's also in, in the same vein of it's too early to make long sweeping, (laughs) uh, uh, sweeping assessments, which we'll touch on again later. Uh, this is still only his first season as as a special teams coach. He's, he's been handed Amari Rodgers. He does not have another return man on this roster other than, like, you know, you said maybe Malik Taylor, maybe Randall Cobb. Those guys are going to be just fair catching. They're not actually so go, going to be returning. Go get games. one. Go get a return. Well, sure, sure, sure. But that's like, not on Maurice Drayton, True is what I'm true. saying. He
1: can't just do that. Special teams guys have very little front office pull. <laughs> um, so I, I guess but, the question I mean, is, like, what do you boil like, it down to? I, I still think you got to blame him because, for one thing, it just fair catching everything would be a huge improvement over what's happening here. I agree and, with that. And yes, getting guys just on the field and shoring up the blocking of—I mean, how many times have we talked about field goal blocking on this podcast this season? Uh, that is weird. Like, like four times. The answer should be zero. No one should ever care about field goal blocking, <laughs> other than the people doing it. Um, it. It's a bizarre problem to have. And the other thing with special teams coaches is, is you got to work with what's given to you. You never have your pick of of high pedigree you're working with the dregs of the roster and it's every special teams coach's job to whip those guys into at least a disciplined unit even if they're not talented and this it's hard to say they're disciplined they're getting very basic things wrong they have the wrong people on the field uh, it, it's just a disaster so i mean what what's more time going to do is he going to learn to instill discipline better he's not going to mold special teams players into being better players like guys move along before they get a chance to do that most of the time uh, it, it's it's your life as a special teams coordinator is to quickly get bad players to do specific jobs. Well, and if you don't do that, well, like, especially
2: when the Packers special teams has all these stories of like, like high caliber starters going, this is bullshit. And then stepping in and El <laughs> <laughs> Lazard going like this, this isn't going
1: to happen again. Or AJ yeah, Dylan That's having weird. His too. First tackle
2: since high school.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. Alan Lazard put himself in on special teams. That's a thing that happened.
2: <laughs> that's a real thing that happened. You should, Mo Drayton should have been left on the tarmac because of that.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
3: that's a, that's kind of a convincing argument. The The argument that this isn't a job of, of long, this isn't a long-term, like, get your players ready over the course of the year, over the course of several years. That's not how this works. This is a, absolutely, you must make the plays that you get each time count and, and not, you know, not cause your team to lose. So At least you could say they probably, you, you figure special teams is going to cost them a game once this year. At least it's not in the playoffs. And, you know, law of averages says it'll probably only be one, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you remember when, do you remember the last time the Packers lost a weird game to the Chiefs? And and it was just, it was just a random loss in the season. I
3: actually, it don't. was, it
2: was in, it was in 20, 2011. Packers lost a random game to the Chiefs during the season. It's what made them 15 and one. And no, no, like, oh, ho, hum, no big deal.
3: Was that the Chiefs? And then, I thought it was the Bengals. I guess it was the Chiefs. Good point,
2: Chiefs. And then, and then the Giants came in and used the Chiefs game plan to whoop the crap out of them. I just, <laughs> yeah, well, no the, one's going to
3: use this game plan to beat the Packers because this was a series <laughs> of special teams flukiness and a backup quarterback. So uh-huh. this just ain't going to do it. Did you guys
2: see? Okay, so uh I guess Mike McCarthy was like very anti-special teams and. Was like going forward on fourth down, even when the analytics said that he like shouldn't.
1: He always ranked very high in <laughs> terms of aggressiveness. That is true.
2: And uh Brett Coleman was like was like, Mike, it's okay for your special teams to see the field sometimes. And I was like, Brett, as a Packer fan, no, it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Good incentives to go forward on fourth down a lot for this team, but maybe not with Jordan Love at the helm. Which is a good segue to the second most important hey, thing that can, happened in this they game.
2: Converted on, they converted on fourth down with Jordan Love. Uh
1: yeah, they did. You're right. That was they didn't convert they, a third, they, didn't they convert a third down, but they did convert a fourth down. Yeah, right. so
2: zero zero percent on
1: third down, just I believe so. I'm trying to pull it up. Yikes. I really quick I was quick checking your Chiefs fact before I had the Packers game pulled up. So was I correct? You were correct. It was the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. Look at me. I, I can pull random facts. From ten years ago, but I don't know my next door neighbor's first name. No I want one to knows say their next,
1: yeah. No one knows their next door neighbor's first it's name. An overrated metric. You're, Literally no one. can't pick your neighbors. Um so. Although I know my neighbors' first names, but yeah, I actually went to their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> <I hate you. laughs> uh, that's funny. Um
3: okay, so the second most important thing that happened in this game was Jordan Love.
1: yes that's correct (laughs) objectively correct so uh, Um, the Packers by the way were two of 12 on third down so we should correct that before somebody else corrects it
3: and Devante had got that third
1: down before it turned into a fourth down so it was awfully close yeah uh Jordan Love not good bad bad (laughs) I
3: just
2: Jordan Jordan Love like like literally there's these highlights of like Here's here's a picture from every single release that Jordan Love had and there's like a hand in his face in every single one of them, like even on the touchdown he's like falling down from getting hit.
1: Like he was pressured a lot. He was pressured on 28 of his 36 dropbacks, which is too much pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Seems <laughs> it seems bad. Seems bad. Um and hey, I've got
2: an idea for the bump song this week.
1: I already haven't picked up, but what are what's your idea?
2: Ding
3: ding 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 ding. Ding 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 ding. Under pressure?
1: Uh, Little on the nose, but I'll think about what it. What about
3: what about ballroom blitz? Also on the nose. Oh,
1: jeez. But... Okay, these aren't bad. We we could do that. We admittedly, do that. not bad selections. Okay. Okay. Um. So it was also it, Royce Newman. Not a good game. Very bad. Should be cut. Um. However, if one of the ways that your, your young quarterback can stop people from blitzing him every down is to like once deliver a, a correct hot read and uh, get a big play out of it, which he just never did a single time. And uh, they played Cover Zero on him a lot, um, and that's no good. What are you guys looking at? What? You're both squinting at me. It's bizarre. Oh
3: no, that's because <laughs> I don't have my glasses on. So ah, okay, everything is a squint now.
1: I was like, Do I have? I've
3: had, I've had <laughs> no. a couple, two, three. It's came no, a time here. Right. Right. Oh jeez, I I am squinting. listening and I'm listening
1: intently. Paul, continue. That's fine. <laughs> um, it, it was a melange of badness, bad game plan, bad offensive line play. Um, but, uh, what the
3: hell is a malonka? Oh,
1: come on, Matab. It's a (laughs) wonderful
3: word. I love it. I love the choice.
2: I am not a lawyer or a journalist. Please don't hit me with $5 words.
1: It it means an elegant mixture. It's often used to describe the various sense of potpourri. Mm,
2: Yes. A cornucopia. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: There were a lot of sense of different sense of potpourri in this game. So it's so appropriate.
1: So anyway, if Jordan love could have made them pay for blitzing him like once or twice, they would have backed off the blitz a little bit. They were in cover zero a lot. Their safeties were up, also made it hard for them to run uh, because that, I mean, AJ did great, but they had more run stopping available at the line because they didn't fear getting beaten deep at all, and uh, Jordan never made him pay. So, yeah, Matt LaFleur should have done some stuff differently. He should have gotten Rice out of that game. He should have rolled him out more. But uh, Jordan didn't do himself any favors either, and that's something that they got to work. They got to work on simulated pressure in practice because he looked completely unprepared for it.
3: I think I mentioned this to you afterwards. the The many questions that were going through my head about Jordan Love, and it's it's kind of important to know what questions you want to ask because there's so much. There's a lot of noise in the immediate aftermath of of people defending haters that I'm sure existed but like I I didn't even see them necessarily that people freaking out that Jordan Love is definitely not the future you know definitely not going to work here he will never he'll never be a great starting quarterback you know obviously I I think you know obviously I think it's a stretch to even start talking about that what you it's it's just kind of hard to know like what do we want out of Jordan Love is it important that he be able to step in if Aaron Rodgers goes down with an injury and lead this team to the playoffs I think what we saw indicates that that's probably not going to happen you know he's probably not at that caliber yet is, is he a guy who could take over at the beginning of next year if they let rogers walk i think what we saw indicates there might be a learning curve but you know they i don't even know if you necessarily saw flashes but like you can't rule it out there isn't evidence that that can't happen you know i was running down all the different like yeah buts as in like Okay, sure, that was his first start, so you can't expect him to be great. But he's been in the system for a year and a half, and most quarterbacks don't get that much time before they have to actually show something. But COVID erased pretty much all his preseason last year, so it's not even really a true year and a half. He got no preseason games last year, so it's kind of hard to really call it a straight-up year and a half. But the defense he faced was absolute trash, so even in the face of pressure, shouldn't he have been able to make some plays? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, of course, had a bad game, but he makes the play... At the end of the game, that we we didn't necessarily see from Jordan Love. I think the only play Jordan Love really made was when he was in his end zone, faked a handoff, and and rolled out and made a really nice
1: throw. <laughs> that was his best uh, play for sure.
3: Yeah,
2: but yeah, his, uh, the Chiefs... his best play was the was the thirteen yarder to Devontae. It was a hell of a throw. Yeah. You it know what? And, 13 yards.
1: And they were doing like
3: some rhythm stuff there in the fourth quarter, some tempo stuff. And that seemed to work for him. You know, like, yeah, the defense sucks, but they also like the defense has played a pretty tough schedule and man, they had a good game plan. Like they figured it out. They played pretty well, you know, but again, a quarterback does have to perform with pressure. And you know, there was, there wasn't a lot of anything good when he was under pressure. You know, there wasn't that flash moment under pressure. So there
2: wasn't a lot of anything good.
3: <laughs> no, there wasn't. <laughs> There wasn't. And obviously, we're not even talking about long-term, though. Long-term, we didn't learn anything. We didn't We didn't learn enough. You know, like, it's good to have yeah. this data point. But we, d- we didn't learn enough to go beyond what we need to know in the short-term. And the short-term takes you through this season and to the beginning of next season. And, and I certainly, this isn't enough for the Packers to make a decision on as it relates to Aaron Rodgers. It's just, you know, it's just one game. One game that is, you know, may- maybe the starting point of, of a really good career for all we know. We have no evidence either way at this point.
1: So, Jordan Love is... He is not actually that fast uh, of a quarterback. He's he's not like a bad athlete, but he's not like a super great athlete. He's got like a seven raz. He's like a four seven forty guy. That's good, not great. But all that said, I would have liked to have seen him escape pressure like outside once and like heave a deep ball like to MVS. And the lack of escapability. The, the lack of like functional use of his mobility really bugged me. Um, I I thought. Wait, it, what did you say
2: his What did you say his RAS was?
1: Uh, I think it's seven something. It's eight. Eight is and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. What's his his forty is four seven right?
2: His, his 40 is 4'7", but he's a okay. phenomenal jumper. Good jumper. Like he's, boo- yeah. he's buoyed by his jumping.
1: Oh, that's, so his explosion is great. Not not the most useful quarterback statistic. But. <laughs> uh,
2: his short shuttle is awful. His three-cone drill is okay.
3: Okay. so but not, a, he, he can jump
1: straight up. <laughs> not agile, not straight-line speed. Um, but like That first rushing attempt, he should have jumped instead because it looked very, very bad. It did. And I, but I, I feel like... A lot of times with young quarterbacks under pressure, you do at least get some glimpses of um, using the young person athleticism that that you still have to actually escape by time, let your receivers do something, and then actually hit them for a big play or two. And that never happened. He never escaped long enough to actually get anything down the field. And more often than not, he just ran himself into pressure. Um, I also... scouts were kind of unanimous on him that he had a really good arm coming out of college. And uh, I feel like that's left him a little bit, too. He was not gunning balls in, and I would like to see that get fixed a little bit better. Um, I think he's gotten the willies a little bit from being under pressure constantly. Uh, I think maybe his last season in college freaked him out from throwing 19 or whatever he did, interceptions, but uh, he was aiming balls and not throwing balls. I, I don't care for that either.
2: That's kind he's, of. He's Golden the Willies.
1: <laughs> he's got the Willies. Sorry, we were talking about The Simpsons in the pre show.
2: And, <laughs> and so now, like, that's all I can think of. <laughs> uh,
3: and that's where, like, the pre, the sort of blase preseason comes in. You know, the, he wasn't seeing blitzes all the time. And it it still was just me, you know, like. Well, like, who blitzes in the preseason? You're well, obviously. Playing, right. It's like, yeah. It's, so it's so, just stock
2: cover three. Like,
3: whatever. Yep. Right. So you know, that's already concerning that we haven't seen him really comfortable in a pocket. I mean, he had some, he was fine in the preseason, but he, he, you know, you go back to Matt LaFleur's comments where we'll see, won't we, you know, when asked, is Jordan love going to be ready? And, you know, we brought this up on the last podcast that the, the disadvantage, one of the big disadvantages is that Aaron Rodgers was he tested positive on Tuesday. So you, you're you already missing a couple days to try to implement whatever it is you want to build around Jordan Love. Clearly, they weren't they, they didn't have a finished product fully built around Jordan Love. You know, I think it's reflective. That comment is reflective of today. It's it's not going to be good. It's not going to happen. You know he's not going to be the guy who leads you to a victory. He might keep you in a game long enough, and I think he did actually. I think he fills you know his his actually raw numbers aren't even that bad for a debut performance. Yeah. But um, he I, I think <laughs> he, he, he did the enough. first
2: half. He finished the first half with a better passer rating than Patrick. <laughs> he did.
1: <laughs> sure. Patrick was awful, and uh, in the, in those numbers, he did get bailed out by Randall Cobb, who made a sensational catch for his biggest play of the game. And uh, AJ Dillon kind of saved his bacon, or was that Mercedes on the just yes. jump throw in the middle? Mer-
2: Mercedes caught caught the uh, negative one, negative yard. Negative one yard. Yeah. I mean,
1: really a baffling decision. Yes, <laughs> should not have thrown that. And
3: his interception but... wasn't good either, but it was late in the game, and he had to start throwing the ball downfield a little bit. But like, so so the from a turnover standpoint, it wasn't a total, it wasn't a total disaster. But like, uh,
1: I also. I think that Devontae Adams did him a disservice. Um, not his fault. He was on the COVID list until Wednesday, right? Um, like, he, he didn't practice with Devontae Adams basically all That's week. correct. Yeah, Thursday was the first they had him back. So, I, I maybe would have gone with the route of using Devontae as mostly a decoy in this game because... Like, Devontae is kind of a chemistry receiver. There's a lot of getting open off the line and knowing where he'll be and back shoulder throws. I mean, there's not a lot of him just running square ins and, and nines and stuff like that. Um, and I, I feel like it's one of those things where it really pays off to play with him a long time. It, it You know, if you've got, like, Tyreek Hill on the other side, you can just send him long a bunch of times and maybe hit it one or two of those. That's fine. That's not Devontae's game. Um and they targeted him fourteen times, like and chemistry clearly wasn't there. That's that's a lot of Devonte Adams ineffectual targeting for guys who hadn't practiced together kind of ever since Devonte barely played in the preseason too.
2: You could write a whole ass blog titled Devonte Adams ineffectual targeting. <laughs>
1: Probably true, actually.
2: <laughs> Paul would be over here, and be like, you know what? I hate smoke screens.
3: <laughs> do you I, know I, of I any? Ex- are there examples, Paul or Matt, of quarterbacks who? who got better without the game action. You know like Aaron Rodgers obviously sat for for several years before he got his first shot, but there's still that 2008 season where he was good but he wasn't yeah. he wasn't there. You know, nowhere close. Have any quarterbacks is, is Mahomes maybe an example of a guy who's Jimmy, just like Jimmy Garoppolo
1: <laughs> but
2: he's not good.
3: Um, <laughs> but he but he was
2: really good after sitting for a while.
3: No, you're right. Initially he be walked on the field and was really good and All that right. might have been a mirage, but
1: Mahomes is probably the best example, at least the best recent example, um, but most quarterbacks don't sit. Uh, most most first-round quarterbacks especially don't sit. Most of them do right. play in the first season, so it's actually hard to find too many examples out there. Usually when guys aren't playing, it's because they're bad, um, and they, they don't turn out good because they're bad. You don't get Ooh. the Aaron Rodgers situation very Ooh. much. Kirk Cousins. That's a that's actually pretty good cuz Kirk is actually pretty good even though he's weird. Um
2: <laughs> just smoking some meats.
1: What a weird guy. Um So I mean yeah that's not that's not bad but it really is kind of I think Mahomes and and Rodgers and um Favre <laughs> Packers have it in Spades. Yeah, but Favre was not good initially. I mean, he You could, you could see the He flashes, didn't take a whole but, season. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and I think like uh, the on the Green 19 podcast with uh, my colleagues, you know, Cassie Hill, Tom Silverstein, Ryan Wood, they were talking about Trevor Lawrence, trying to compare it a little bit, that Lawrence has made a lot of mistakes with turnovers and whatnot, but the accuracy is there right out of the gate. The accuracy is right there. And, and so, I mean, no one's comparing Jordan Love to Trevor Lawrence necessarily in terms of prospect, long-term prospect or anything, but I guess that's probably the biggest concern is the accuracy is something – yeah, like like every skill, I'm sure he'll get better at it or can get better at it, but but not not seeing it, you know, seeing those floaters. Yeah. Which you know, some he had some interceptable balls that weren't intercepted, the the one where Devonte had to play defense on a couple early in the game which granted there's nerves there, but like it was just not it didn't feel uh, again doesn't feel like that's a guy who can lead you to a regular season victory this season
1: and that might be where they need him next yeah i think the theory on sitting a guy is you can work on that kind of thing in practice on just footwork and accuracy and, and timing on getting the ball out and the knock on him in college was he was not an accurate passer in college. Aside from all the interceptions he threw, even in his good season in his second last season, um, he was not one of the more accurate college passers. He he was an explosive guy, but he was low. He was a middle tier accuracy guy, and uh, that tends not to improve. I I would have told you that the one exception to that is Josh Allen, who seems to have taken a bit of a step back from that so far this year speaking of trevor lawrence versus versus josh allen so um that building accuracy has been very difficult and it's one of the reasons prospects that aren't accurate in college tend to bust out to to not be good in the nfl so seeing his ball placement still be pretty rough is not a good sign it's the kind of thing that should have improved like i understand freaking out when you got guys running right up the middle at you unblocked Uh, that's totally understandable But uh, even on his clean pockets, his ball placement was not great a lot of the time.
2: Well, didn't he have he had a free rusher on like 14 of his 30, whatever. It was a lot.
1: Yes, it was not good.
2: That's insane. 14. So basically. Yeah. So basically, is it Spagnolo? Was that the. Yes. Spagnolo is their defensive. Yeah. So Spagnolo in the in the first half saw that he was getting pressure with four and it was working pretty well. So then after that, he was just like,
1: "Okay, we're going to blitz every
2: single down.
1: Yeah. Have a nice day. And and they never stopped it. So he never stopped blitzing. Matt LaFleur had a bad game. We should we should not mince on that. Like he he called a bad game. He did not put Jordan Love into a position to succeed. And uh it was it was rough going for him. I think what's so surprising and frustrating about that is we just came off a game
3: where Matt LaFleur had a phenomenal game. Yep. You know, they were handicapped by not having their three best receivers, so he altered the game plan, fit it perfectly to what they had. And they were able to beat uh, an undefeated team on the road. Like, how do you... I, I get it. Losing your receivers and the quarterback are two completely different things. But, like, we just saw the adjustments in action. And then, then you get a game where it feels like, you know, a lot of people said this. It's like they called uh, a game plan for Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Lovett quarterback.
1: That's what it looked like to me. Uh, they did not use any of the tools that he has that are different than Aaron. And it uh, it didn't work because they're very different. Oh, they,
2: they, they tried one. There was a read option uh, early. And Jordan Love read it wrong, wrong. and yeah, Aaron that's, Jones got absolutely smushed.
1: Sure did. That's also not good <laughs> uh, because uh, reading the read option correctly is not that hard. <laughs> you shouldn't get it wrong. It's it's not difficult. Um, I, I would also is
2: it, is the defensive end crashing? That's right. it. It's one yes, read. He, it's just yes, one. Day. Yes, he was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even I, I don't know anything about about. Play calling or how to run an offense. And I, even I know that. Like, <laughs> now,
2: listen here, Mr. Big Football. Uh
1: huh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's immediately plug to your thing at Acme Packing Company today. Uh,
1: because, because that, that was one of the joys of the week for me. <laughs> so I, I wrote a piece, um, uh, a, a letter to Aaron Rodgers offering my expertise in fixing his quarterback play. Um, and, Mirroring a lot of what he said in his last week Pat McAfee interview on uh, vaccine skepticism, so uh, it's doing very well. I think it's pretty funny. Go check it out if you if you haven't already. It's a long game. It you is. gotta you He's, gotta get several paragraphs in before you know what's going on. Mm-hmm.
2: He's also getting a lot of secret praise in the DMs from people <laughs> afraid to endorse it
1: in person. Now, now, let them remain secret. But yes, oh yeah, I'm just
2: I'm saying. But there's there have been multiple multiple interesting uh people who have agreed with Paul's take
1: yeah okay now anyway um the defense uh, yeah the, oh, oh by the way one, they're good one, one last thing <laughs> I would have run Dylan more than uh, Aaron Jones in this game too um I think Aaron Jones it was actually not bad but he got stuffed more than Dylan did and he created a lot of the third and longs that love got smushed in so Dylan was so well, Jones people. is
2: Jones is elusive and Dylan is physical yeah and when you are about to be hit behind the line of scrimmage if you're not Barry Sanders you need physical yep. not elusive.
1: The Chiefs also not good at tackling physical and uh, he was dragging people so I would have Fam uh, AJ Dillon's having a great year. Yep, he is. He's doing really Did you well. just
2: say
3: Fam? Fam, fam. That's right, fam. That's right, fam. AJ Dillon's having a great year.
1: <laughs> All right. On, I'm... To, on to more positive things cuz the defense rules.
3: So even though the defense was amazing I, with Kenny Clark leaving, I can't even feel good about that part of it because if Kenny Clark is out for any length um, of time, well, they said
2: that they're not concerned, right? Wasn't that well, the quote? Sure,
3: not concerned that it's season ending, which <laughs> thanks. That's what we know about Jair
1: Alexander too. Who's yeah. missed what six games. No, thank you. It's not, it, it, it is a back. Is it not? That is the problem with Kenny yeah. Clark. Yes. So y- yeah, I never know. Sometimes, sometimes those don't go away easily. But, uh, I mean, Stokes and Clark missing most of the game, not great, but it hasn't seemed to matter. I mean, the Chiefs' offense has not been their usual selves, but they came into this game ranked sixth in DVOA. Patrick Mahomes is still one of the best quarterbacks in football, and even without Kenny Clark and their other starting quarterback, they completely shut them down. It was a very impressive performance. We were distracted by the love and the special teams of it all, but it is
3: astounding that the Packers just played the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead, and never once did we think, oh, Kevin King, given the fact that Kevin King was in there the entire time with Douglas.
2: There was a couple times where it was, oh, Kevin King, but it was scheme. It wasn't Kevin's fault. Yeah, I think Kevin played pretty well. Yeah, but like playing 10 yards off on third and four, like that
1: kind of crap. Kevin King staple, but again, not his fault. Well, yeah, they were they were great.
3: They were fine. I mean, you think of the touchdown over the middle—that's just a that was just a well-designed play, and you know Travis Kelsey got open. That's not on the that's not on the cornerbacks. So So there was
2: there was a a big play to Kelsey for like twenty yards or something, where they ran flood, which is you essentially run two people on parallel routes with one slightly deeper than the other. Yep, and the, the two defenders peeled off to go at whoever was underneath and the person underneath wasn't Tyreek Hill,
1: why in the hell would you peel off <laughs> Travis Kelsey one, ever? One person made the wrong read. That's simple as that. But it was yeah. it was like... Uh, it was Hardman, um, wasn't well,
2: it? Yeah, it was Nicole Hardman. Like Who cares? Nicole Hardman
1: gets an underneath... Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, fine. But generally speaking, they were awesome, so who cares? Uh, and, and
3: you know, yeah, I, I'm i
2: just, I'm, I'm at scheme more than the players.
3: I had forgotten that Kansas city scored on the very first drive yep. that 15 play drive. So after
1: that, the defense really rose to the occasion. Yeah. It, it really showed up great after that. And I think they realized that they were going to be able to keep everybody underneath and, and they stuffed the rut. Well, actually they got run on a little bit, but they stuffed it when they needed to, they showed up big on third downs and fourth downs and, um, and kept every, they tackled in front of them like I haven't seen a Packer team that's good at tackling in uh, like since 2010. It, they're very yeah. Good I was gonna say 09 probably yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's very impressive. And the tackle Chris Barnes had to uh, to stop Damian Williams from scoring was like one of the best tackles I've seen in years. You just don't see guys stop their forward momentum like that very often anymore. It was he stood
2: him up. Yep. It was it was the opposite of the Bo Jackson
3: pause. <laughs> tackle like like. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why they lost faith with Chris Barnes at the beginning of the season or or maybe maybe this was part of part of the grand well, plan Chris, or whatever Chris Barnes has been visibly due to like a lot
2: this was to me this was out of left field like he's been serviceable at best when he's having a good game this was him playing out of his mind to me like if, if he repeats this performance I will happily eat crow on this but to me this was his magnum
3: opus He was pretty good last week, too, though, was he not? He
1: was good last week. Sometimes it just clicks, too. I mean, uh, new system, and maybe he just had to figure out where he was supposed to be running, and finally did. I mean, if Ty Summers tries to make that tackle on Damian (laughs) Williams, he flies (laughs) flies into the fourth row and um, gets spiked by Damian Williams in the end zone.
3: (laughs) I forgot about Ty Summers. Uh, Do you think we're, Sean? Go ahead.
2: Ty Summers is... A T-Rex. That's why he can't tackle. Tiny, he has a big arms. head
1: and little arms. <laughs> he also doesn't weigh enough, but yes, he is a T-Rex, too. He has tiny arms.
3: Is Rashawn Gary going to make the Pro Bowl? Probably not, but
1: he's on... <laughs> I had to think about edge rushers real quick. I don't think he is, but he's clearly very, very good. At, like at he, He's going to be one of those underrated... Um, guys, people mentioned, like, oh, we should consider a Sean Gary, and then like next, yeah. next year he'll make it. But Like
3: Z'Darrius Smith to this point. Yes,
1: like Zedarius Smith. So, yeah, um, I don't think he'll make it this year. I mean, maybe he'll rattle off, like, a six-set game or something like that and get into consideration, but he he's really become a much more polished pass rusher. He used to just be, run as fast and hard as I can and get pushed into the backfield or lose contain and have a guy run by me, and now he's flattening out. He's, like, doing cool moves, like teaching his work done, Rashawn Gary. Um, Usually, like Gary's kind of like um, Josh Allen and Jordan Love that way. Usually, it's very hard to train the raw guys to do that kind of thing. And he is starting to show that with him, it was that draft pick was good, and he is learning and looks like a fully developed pass rusher now. So um, kudos to Gary for that and for the Packers for actually developing him. But man, that guy's a monster. That was a great game against an elusive quarterback. Uh, th-
3: this is something that comes up a lot when you've got injured players and then they come back, and the team maybe doesn't necessarily maintain the level that it's at. I, I, I you know, I would certainly. I, I no, nobody's going to say no if like suddenly Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, everybody was healthy all at once. But do you think that the Packers have found a rhythm where they maybe? You know, I don't know like is is that is it possible that that what I think to be a usually stupid narrative is it possible that there's some truth to it with with the way that they've been able to to keep things together that their pass rush has been able to have success you know maybe maybe they want to ease those guys in slowly I don't know
1: I don't know it's possible um it makes a lot of sense to do that like uh, and there's no the other thing is there's no reason for the packers to rush people back right now they they have a lead to play with and a, a terrible division full of just complete suck. So um, <laughs> well, even if it's not like a plan, they, they have the luxury of being able to to do it. And uh, I mean, I think they maybe kind of have. Kevin King looks healthy more than anything else to me, and it may just be that they have upped their threshold for putting guys back in. And arguably- I, would, I would
2: like to note, every single time Paul has mentioned that Kevin King looks healthy, he immediately gets hurt the following game. <laughs> It is it is a it is a curse. It's a real curse every single time.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can I, find a lot of correlations with Kevin King getting hurt during games. It's not just me. <laughs> I,
3: I don't know if we've ever... I don't remember any reference to Kevin King being healthy on this podcast. Yeah, so. it seems
1: unlikely.
2: It's It's happened three times this season. This is the third time he was hurt <laughs> the other two times.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, I, uh also we had we had darnell savage play uh, out of his mind too yeah great game flying around two passes defended and tackling uh, just he only he was only credited with three tackles feel like there was more than that I um, feel like he blew up maybe they were all high profile but he blew up a bunch of guys um prevented a lot of first downs and um I, I I don't remember a better Darnell Savage game um outside of this one. Safeties were great in this game across the board. Amos was too. But uh Savage looks like he's coming into his own a bit and uh that's nice to see as well.
2: Didn't Savage have like a stupid good game against the Bears as a rookie?
1: Yeah, yeah, but I kinda he did. And, and we all were like, Oh, he, we got something here. I think he maybe had like two picks or two sacks or something like that. But I almost don't count okay. I almost don't count that. Just because you don't count the
2: Ha Ha Clinton Dix games? I don't.
1: I mean, he was a miss. He's always been a missile, and that sometimes will lead to some splash plays, even when he's not that great in the back end. Um, This was a very complete game from Darnell Savage. He did not really get smoked, and he did a nice job of everything in front of him.
2: When is when is the last time Packers weren't worried about their safeties? Twenty ten.
1: Yeah, I mean the answer is twenty ten to everything defensively, right? Like. that's it
3: so the question is how repeatable is this the Chiefs offense isn't as bad as their defense but the Chiefs offense has been sputtering a little bit Patrick Mahomes or no so is this I mean like do you watch this game and think okay they actually have a Super Bowl caliber defense because that's what that was that was a Super Bowl caliber defense in action do we think that's actually what they have or is that just you know go I mean I'm sure we need more data anyway but like is that just a potential flash in the pan
1: I think they have a Super Bowl-caliber defense when they're if they get everybody healthy. Um, I think they have a, an average to above-average defense when they're sort of at normal NFL. We got some guys hurt level, which is good. That's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted out of the Packer defense. But I think this is a, a, an easily top 10 and better than that defense when they have Jair and Kenny Clark and now Devondre Campbell anchoring the middle and Rashawn Gary playing out of his mind and Darnell Savage playing like a good NFL safety with Adrian Amos. Like, that's that's an ex, an outstanding defense that they have. And if they can get everybody back right in time for the playoffs, they will surprise people with how good they are.
3: Hmm. Joe Barryman.
1: I know. But hey. <laughs> got- the, the, hey
2: the, guys I wanted- know. Gotta you give, guys want to take it back? You want to take back no, the main thing gotta, you said about Joe Barry?
1: Got to give credit where it's due. Like Joe Barry's, he's coordinated a good defense this year, and, and good for him for doing it.
3: Yeah. So uh, going around the division before we get to questions, um, the Bears game was uh, was an LOL because they found a way to snap defeat from the jaws <laughs> of victory. Uh, but as you noted here, Justin Fields got better throughout that game and is getting better over the course of the season, as one would expect. Um, seems like he might be on target to be a problem starting like next year maybe yep
1: yeah. and uh, you can't help but wondering if they would have played him in the preseason with the first team and given him first team reps and uh, started the season with him instead of Andy Dalton if he might even be even further along and if they might have a win or two that they don't have um, but uh, they might be a problem he, he is getting consistently better and um, uh, that I mean he was very impressive against a very good Pittsburgh defense um, and and the, dropping it was a very bare thing to do but uh you know they're probably not going to win this year they can use the draft capital because lord knows they just pissed that away um but uh th- they've got the makings of a good quarterback for the first time ever it's not good for the future because you know jordan love didn't look as good as justin fields <laughs> i know it's true though <laughs> let's talk about justin jefferson though because um that was amazing do you know what, you know what i'm talking about right matt looks questioning you don't have you not? Nope. Have you not seen the Justin Jefferson highlight?
2: Are we talking about like when he was waving his arm?
1: We are talking about that. <laughs> okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: So why
3: isn't that a meme yet? I, I feel like it, it. should be a meme <laughs> all over the internet. I've seen it. i a seen
1: for running I, to a buffet, yeah. and it was great. I know.
3: Yeah. Why? Why is no one else fault picking up on that? Like, yeah, they announced seen there's it, brownies. It that's with, how I'm uh, running.
2: I've seen it with Yakity Sacks once.
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I think it
1: should be a meme for anything, anytime anybody's excited for something like me, me going to an X, it should be. If you haven't seen it, go to Twitter and find Justin Jefferson for, I, I still haven't seen an explanation as to why he's doing it, but like waving his arms frantically, like a windmill going to block somebody and getting knocked on his ass. It's fantastic. <laughs> like kids 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 at christmas level of yep. enthusiasm
3: and body control <laughs> but he's a he's such a phenomenal athlete i can't believe
1: he <laughs> run. he ever found a time to run like that it was so weird yep i love it all right let's get to questions because the lions had a bye so who cares and uh, everybody else in the nfl who mattered at all lost their game and was pathetic which is you know hey great the packers lost like no ground <laughs> yep Josh Allen sacked Josh Allen. That
3: was a very important moment in my life. Yep. uh, Over in the AFC. Nexus of the universe. I'm really happy.
2: I'm really happy that I can bust out my takes about the good Josh
1: Allen again. Meaning (laughs) the defensive player. Meaning the defensive player. Okay.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: Are
3: we not going to spend any time on Seattle?
1: Yeah, we have Seattle. Seattle's next. We're, we're, well, I no. said we're. I'm sorry, he said he I said go to questions, out. there's a whole other team to yes, talk you. about. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> uh, oh, oh! By the way, um, you guys are you suggested bumper music? I was going to use the the secession theme song for one for the intro to the show. That's a good uh, one. Because surprising of, number of people, I don't think
3: realized that's the music he had chosen for that uh, Russell Wilson for his hype so video. Dumb. Oh my god,
1: it's weird. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> like. <laughs> He and Aaron Rodgers are actually very similar in some ways, although Russell Wilson is vaccinated and uh did do a an hour long special with a bunch of other celebrities to promote <laughs> vaccination. So at least like, yeah, he that. also
2: promotes educational football bread.
1: <laughs> he does. He does promote educational football bread. He thinks nano bubble's cure. He's got his own things. It, he's not great. He's a big weirdo. He's good at you football know what, though.
3: though. He's good at football. He's Wisconsinite, sort of, kind of, tangentially. And uh, and if he's vaxxed, I'm I'm cool with that. If he wants to be part of an hour long video special about getting vaxxed, cool with me, man. I'm good with that. Hey, what was
2: what was Russell's masters in?
1: I have no idea. Because he went to Wisconsin to get his masters, right? He did. Yes, (laughs) he was a grad student transfer. That is probably football bread. Is probably I'm guessing he didn't finish. (laughs) Maybe it was baking. Yeah, dude. Um,
2: Sometimes you just need to play.
1: So Russell Wilson actually. actually, Yeah.
2: yeah,
3: Yeah, Gotcha. That low hanging fruit. Uh, Russell, uh, Russell does make Seattle quite a bit better, right? Like it's not, it's not just an illusion, even with a, bum finger like yeah. they're, they're just a lot better with him
1: they are he's very very good uh, no one should ever question russell on the field he's excellent he is a great deep passer he makes good decisions he runs he, he makes their offensive line much better than they otherwise would be he's the only reason pete carroll still has a job um he's one of the five best quarterbacks in football he's great so uh, it it is a tough it, it's very similar to the chiefs game that just happened but it's a tough assignment for them they're dealing with another good mobile quarterback with excellent receivers and they're going to have a tough—like, if the defense ended up having a bit of a letdown in this game, I wouldn't be that surprised. Um, they Seattle, unlike um, Kansas City, has managed to attack teams deep this year. They have not been bottled up by cover two or anything like that, um, partially because Russell's very patient and will wait for people to get open super-duper deep. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are both awesome receivers. So— um, this is going to be much more corner dependent, like a much less zony game because they are top heavy. Like those guys are better than everybody else on the team at catching passes, so you don't have to expend your depth quite as much. Uh, you got to be good at the top and not as good at the bottom. Um but uh yeah, this is going to be a tough one for the defense. So, I'm not sure how it's going to go.
3: You made an interesting note about Jamal Adams, essentially a linebacker playing safety, that if if if, I almost said Kevin Love. I He's
1: a better passer than Jordan Love is.
3: So. Eh, maybe right now. If Jordan Love plays, Jamal Adams is going to wreak havoc. But if Aaron Rodgers plays, Jamal Adams is actually a liability.
1: So can you explain that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jamal Adams is about as fast
2: as, as frozen molasses.
1: <laughs> he's, he is a bizarre player that they overpaid for, and he is fundamentally a pass rusher who stands in the safety position. Um, But the the Seahawks will certainly, if Jordan Love plays, copy the game plan that they just saw the Chiefs do and blitz him from many different directions all game long. He's good at that. He's a good pass rusher. He he often is very high in individual pass rush win rates. Um, He scores very high by SAS metrics and PFF metrics in doing so. But he can't cover anybody because, as Matt pointed out, he is slow as molasses. (laughs) So if you can get him matched up on um anybody but mercedes he's a huge liability in coverage
2: i don't know i i would love to see him in mercedes actually i would too (laughs)
1: um that would be outstanding um but uh yeah if aaron plays he he will work adams into mismatches and abuse him all game long and you know if he blitzes aaron aaron doesn't care so um he's a he's a huge factor in this game depending on who actually goes and uh, early early word seems to be that Aaron's probably gonna go, though he hedged on Pat McAfee today. So we're we're not sure, but we think he's gonna we play. Said,
2: what was it? There there's a chance I
1: play, but it's a very small chance or something Wasn't like it that. No, other way, around. other way around.
3: Yeah. Some people did post that, but it was it was more like there's a small chance I don't, don't play. play. But I think, that, uh, okay. I think I'm reading that and I could be completely wrong. But my my suspicion is that he's just not sure he's going to test negative back to back days. That still yeah. has to happen 24 hours apart. You know, once the 10 days are up, you still or I mean, even beforehand, you still have to have negative tests 24 yep. hours apart before you can play.
2: There's also there's also a litany of tests that you have to go through. Right. Um, heart exam. Like crap, like that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yep. You have to be cleared by a doctor. I. I probably shouldn't just assume that that will be rubber stamped but like that is that is still part of the equation as well and the the packers
2: do have notoriously one of the most conservative uh medical staffs
3: this is this is aaron Rodgers though uh so
2: something that something paul that you don't have listed on the rundown at least that i don't see um eric stokes they mentioned once again not season ending or whatever but they that was also they think help
1: you back this week, yes? I think so. They mentioned it wasn't serious.
2: So Stokes and DK Metcalf are an interesting pair because they are athletically similar in that they're both incredibly fast in a straight line but turn like a school bus. So <laughs> I love that I would comparison. Very, I, I would very much love to see DK Metcalf versus Eric Stokes.
3: <laughs>
2: um Eric I, think, Sto- I think it's a good match.
3: I, I think Paul, and again this is speculation, but what you're talking about this team not needing to really push anybody i think that might be an example right there you know they know they're seven and one going into this game which truly doesn't matter as much as an nfc game
2: seven and two
3: In, well seven and two now but i'm, I'm talking about going into, oh,
2: this, okay. into this
3: game <laughs> maybe that's why eric stokes doesn't end up on the field you it know he's very warm-ups. warm-ups
1: and they didn't want to do any long-term damage to him totally possible they're playing with house money a bit and i wouldn't be surprised if that was the reason makes a lot of sense yeah yeah
3: and now we uh, wait and see if guys like Bakhtiari get activated, and if there's progress with any of the other uh, any of the other guys that are injured. Kenny Clark situation. I mean, I guess they could they could theoretically just still take it easy. You know, they don't need this isn't this isn't a division game. Who's after Seattle? Is that the Rams? That's the big one, right? The is is that isn't it Seattle Rams, and then a bye? or am I missing a Vikings game in there too? <laughs> <But> like, <laughs>
1: they should have played the Vikings by now, right? Like it's weird they haven't. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you know what
3: else is they they actually – they close with the Lions, so I believe they get the Vikings in the penultimate week of the season. So they actually <laughs> – they, they get them super late. There is a Vikings game uh, on, on November 21st, so that's after Seahawks. That's at Minnesota. That's a noon game, and then the Rams at Lambeau Field, and then finally a bye uh, the first week of December, or, December 5th.
2: It's been 84 years. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They could use a buy man. Holy yeah. smokes. But everybody can if, at this point in the season. Um, you know what's funny though? Is we Oh, oh, it is there's a
1: random Viking game in there between before the Rams. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, it, that's, took, that's... it took my Pro Football so, Reference. By the way, quick complaint. Um Pro Football Reference <laughs> has changed their advertising uh, banners. And they now frequently get in the way of the stat box and impair your ability to click on things, and it's annoying. So, if any <laughs> pro football fo- or pro football reference people are listening, please fix that and fix your ads. It's it's crap. Um, if uh, I use I Sean use Forman, for... if Sean Foreman's listening. Fix that.
2: I use Google for my my uh, schedule viewing because Google's yeah, auto awesome. Schedule is awesome. Same. So, um the crap I forgot where I was going with it
1: we should quickly mention me. that, that as of this <laughs> moment um, Odell Beckham is unsigned but rumors are flying he might sign with the Packers but rumors always fly that people might sign with the Packers to drive up markets so um, just in case he does sign um, how do you guys feel about that hypothetical thing happening
3: I mean yeah there's only That's... one way to feel right yeah.
1: I, don't, I saw some people who don't want him because he's a locker room problem. But I don't so think, what? They're going to have him for
3: nine games. Also, they can
1: they can manage. Also, they have lots of locker room problems. I, what what's one more? Who cares? This is the perfect. So per- this is the this perfect is an team for him.
2: This is an interesting discussion. So I started a discussion in the APC Slack today, comparing the situation with Andre Ryzen. and I said I wish that that we had social media back then, because I want to know people's opinions of signing Andre Ryzen who starts literal fist fights and whose girlfriend burned his house down. Yeah, whose pop
1: star like, his <laughs> girlfriend burned his house down. That And I, who's
3: I would say at the time too, we didn't really have a full grasp of that situation. The the with with Lisa Lopez burning his house down like we thought, "Oh, she's the crazy pop star," but in retrospect, it's more like that was a bad relationship. It it, you know, like he was he was possibly abusive. Like we we didn't know all the details then, so I wonder how that would have changed if that signing had happened maybe ten years later when maybe we have a little bit bigger picture.
1: Yeah. Oh, when they also had no healthy receivers when they signed Andre Ryzen. um, he ended up being an in integral to the Super Bowl win. But there was a reason they got him when they did, and that's because they needed somebody out there on the field to catch the belt to catch the ball. So, th- yeah, that too.
3: Did they sign Keith Jackson during the year? Or was he like a, a preseason guy? That no. season?
1: I hmm, I don't know. I think he was a preseason. I think he was on all year, but I could be wrong. Um, Yeah,
3: I don't remember. I don't remember. I I feel like I'd remember that it was both Ryzen and Jackson. Yeah, me too.
1: I also feel like he has like a full slate of games of Packer production. Um, Yeah.
2: We'll find (laughs) out. So he (laughs) he joined the Packers in 95.
3: Okay. All right. There are a lot of guys on that team that were veterans that had signed. Maybe maybe not. Maybe just before that season. Mm -hmm. But but. They went all out. They added all the, you know, everything this Packers team is doing, that team was doing as well.
2: Yep. Also, every single time someone mentions Keith Jackson, it reminds me of the time that Brett Favre did the Keith Jackson impression to Keith Jackson. Are you guys seeing that? No. So he did an impression of Keith Jackson. Let me tell you
1: about. Keith Jackson. Yeah, he goes. Okay. He goes.
2: Keith Jackson. Let me tell you about the time I went to Tracy Rocker's house. My mama brought five flapjacks. I said, "Take back
3: two of them flapjacks. I gotta stay hungry for the Crimson Tide." <laughs> oh, I, I thought we were talking about the Keith Jackson tight end. We moved to a different Keith Jackson. No,
2: right? so, so so Brett, Brett Favre. Favre no, you do it. Yeah, Brett Favre would do an impression of Keith Jackson, the commentator.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm when saying.
2: he w- when he was talking to Keith Jackson, the tight end. That's so great. he would always. Re- He'd always go up to him and go, Keith yes. Jackson, <laughs> to to bring it back. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, Brett Farf. All right. Enough. <laughs> let's uh, let's do some questions. Let's start with Patreon questions. They uh, <gasps> of course was
2: PJ not first this week?
3: Uh, PJ is down a little bit. Uh, Jay, Jay, was,
1: <gasps> Jay was first as he should be.
3: So. Yeah, Jay Google is our Helen Thomas. Yeah. PJ, PJ was first last week.
1: PJ's first a lot, but Jay is was first he? more. Yeah. What's important okay. is that they're all here. The stars are all here. They are the uh... pa- Patreon turned out for this one.
3: Yeah, Patreon. No we, kidding. Oh we my got God. a lot. We got. We got to fly. So Jay Google asks, "Does Lafleur hate running the ball when the Packers get down on the road? Seems like they give up on the run too early at times. Also, how criminal was it that Jones only had like six touches on Sunday?
1: Yeah. So most most teams eh. give up on most teams give up on the run early when they're down. And I, I feel like they actually ran the ball a decent amount in the second half, though. I don't have it in front of me. But um, I I'm okay with not giving Jones a ton of touches because Dylan was doing really well, um, and I would have liked to have seen him get more of it. So um, uh, I wish the 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 game would have been a little more run focused than it was. But uh, I I don't think he did anything too out of the ordinary. I mean, when you come back, you got to save time, and at some point you just have to pass. And they they got to that situation, um, you know, by the fourth quarter for sure. So. What are you going to do? You have a bad quarterback. You can't hide him forever when you get down.
3: Yeah, I'm also fairly, fairly confident if they knew this game would end 13 to 7 or whatever it was. That, yeah, that was it. <laughs> they they would have run the ball more. If they knew that it that the Chiefs were you know, can cuz you know, Chiefs score on the first drive. If they knew this was going to be that much of a pitchers duel, yep. I think they would have found more carries for everybody. Also a good point.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, is a pitchers duel a defensive game? Yes. It yes. Is. Okay, thank you.
3: You're welcome. <laughs> Steven Kurtz asks: Does our left-footed punter? Now, this is an interesting I question. Like,
1: I like this question. Does though... our
3: left? Does the left-footed punter hinder Amari Rogers' ability to practice catching punts from a right-footed punter, <laughs> since the ball spins differently? Or do they just practice with the machine? Is it time for Cobb to receive punts? So believing that Bahorquez might have a. a a uh, fringe fringe issue in that it, it causes amari rogers to not be comfortable catching right into
2: this, right in a... this is so galaxy brain i love it
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like amari rogers caught punts in college though right did he not
1: i will confess that i don't know the answer to that um i'm gonna go look it up while we answer but yeah. i mean i maybe um I'm, I'm sure they have a jugs machine to practice fielding punts and that's going to compensate for anything. But I'm also sure that when Bor- Borges is out there practicing, um, that's um,
2: Amari Rogers, Amari Rogers returned punts very heavily for two years at Clemson. Okay. There we go. Thanks. So, that's... uh, he had, he had two punt returns his freshman year. He had 39 punt returns. His sophomore, he had, uh, 18, his junior and nine his senior.
1: Okay, so just tailed so, off to, a bit at the end, but still lots and of experience.
2: His, his he had one kick return his freshman and sophomore year.
1: So
3: I mean I have no idea if their their punter was also left footed, but I don't <laughs> I, fi- I I find this a little hard to believe. Yeah. You know, like the ball the ball doesn't it's not like trying to hit a ball that's curving to you know a, you know it's not like baseball it's still a punt that for the most part is spending just it's just going up you know it's it's time in the air obviously there's some directional kicking
1: involved but i think i think he's just bad guys just bad is where i land but i like the idea and uh i hope that in uh, practice they they hear this and change it to just using the jugs machine for a while
3: <laughs> um as for cobb receiving punts i think we, we mentioned that talked about that he would just be there to fair catch it he Which would not fine. be there
1: Yep. Yep. The it, at had, some point, Packers had Mike Pryor return punts for like half a season, and only fair catch it, and it worked fine, and everybody was happy, and that would make me happy. So let's do that.
3: They tried to What's have Jordan Tyler Irvin up to. Yeah. What is Tyler what Irvin?
1: What is Tyler Irvin up to? He's got to be better than Amari Rodgers. Like he clearly is. <laughs> maybe he's on it. I don't know. Maybe he actually caught on. The thing uh, is, they're not going to waste a roster spot
3: on a guy who's exclusively there to do this. I mean, Amari Rodgers... Is there to to learn how to become a slot receiver. So
2: <laughs> Tyler Irvin is currently a free agent. All right. They should so there you go. There's your there's your answer to Mo Drayton. Moe Drayton, instead of banging the table for Amari Rogers, goes, Maybe we should just stash this dude in IR and go sign the guy who literally
3: pulled us out of a punting hole.
1: Yeah. There
2: you
3: I'm go. pretty sure Tyler Irvin tweeted during the game too. I don't know <laughs> if that's true, but I remember <laughs> seeing somebody respond to him. Uh, I hope I, it's I, true. I hope it's true. Yeah, I, someone's gonna fact check me on that, but uh, I believe I'm, I'm
2: loading up Tyler Irvin's Twitter as we speak. I believe he was watching the game.
3: <laughs> uh, so we- okay,
2: so Trevor Davis on November seventh tweeted, "Catching punts ain't easy," and Tyler Irvin said. People will never understand the skill it takes, LOL.
3: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So two
2: Packers legends,
3: (laughs) either of whom should be returning punts. Uh, PJ Vessels asks, did this team just become a defense first team or is that a combination of Casey not being very good and the defense playing even better knowing that Rogers was not there to bail them out? Yeah, even even with that performance, I'd have a hard time thinking of this as a defense first team.
1: Yep. Gotta see more than just this game. And when Aaron's back, their offense will be good. So they're still an Aaron-led team, offense first team, but defense looks good. Gotta that that's a good thing. But yeah, it's not like they're gonna be like the monsters of the midway uh, leading the team into the playoffs. Not gonna happen. Jason Albert asks, five years from now, who will be remembered as who will be remembered as the bigger D-bag?
3: Favre. Or Rogers for a long time. Favre had a huge lead in the counting stats, but in the last (laughs) year, Rogers has the, has run the two minute drill with lethal precision. I don't think you can discount a wily veteran who really wants it.
1: (laughs) So I love the question. Me too. Not, not to discount some, some Favre shenanigans that happened after he, he, like he, he did some bad stuff. And also if we would have had more internet and phones when Favre was playing, um, we would have a lot of bad pictures of Brett Favre. However, uh, I think Favre is more of a a dope, um, which is better than Rogers, who I think is actually a little malicious and has some bites. You bite. mean how
2: Favre a- accidentally stole three quarters of a million dollars from the state of Mississippi? Like,
1: <laughs> and, yes, like that. Uh, <laughs> other things too, but um, uh, Favre is viewed as a dumb old country boy and that or,
2: or how far was was tricked into recording a racist cameo
1: incredible oh incredible. anyway um... he's 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 not a smart man um aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> aaron rogers is, is kind of mean so i'm not sure um, I, I, I suspect Favre's aw shucks goes a long way with people um, and that he is still viewed as as mostly a fan favorite pretty good for a long time, especially as people get older and start to forget. Like we forgot about the racist cameo thing. Uh, and I suspect Rogers, like he, ha- he, I think, got a talking to by his agent over the last week that um, he was losing advertising and um, changed his messaging a little bit today. But I don't think he's good at keeping when he retires, I think he's gonna go full blown um, I say what's on my mind all the time, and uh and end up on like the radio or some nonsense like that. So Yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> the radio. The radio.
3: I think that's a really good point. I think it's what he says about this franchise after he's no longer part of the franchise that's going to inform what happens next yep. because I think he may have thoughts that he'll want to share and we'll see how far that gets him or or not. I do think if we're based on what we have now, I, if, if this is it, if this is the worst it gets for him, people are going to forget about this and they're going to forget about it because eventually we're going to be through the COVID-19 pandemic and people are not going to want to think about what life was like during the COVID-19 pandemic. And even though we can say, well, he, he made some choices that are very easy to call selfish and very easy to call, you know, stupid, naive, dangerous, even that's fine. But like, I, I, I just have this feeling that once we're through it, if we're we never will be fully through it, but we'll be through it enough to not think about it anymore. And people aren't just going to be in a hurry to relive what it was like to have this debate about whether or not you're vaccinated or whether or not, you know, you should be masking up and things like that. We're kind of going to want to erase that from our minds. I really believe that. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I think that if this is as bad as it gets, I think Aaron Rodgers is still going to be very, very beloved, especially, and sucks to say it, but it's true, especially if they end up winning a super bowl or, uh, or, you know, having, having a great finish to the season. I I think he will, his, his legacy will remain very secure in green Bay. Unless, unless he burns it all down when he walks away.
1: Yep. I think he'll burn it all down when he walks away. put me down for five bucks on that. All right. All right.
2: Five bucks on Aaron Rodgers going full Greg Jennings sister.
1: Yep.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Tim Brown asks how much money did Rogers lose because he got COVID and couldn't play or did he restructure in a way to not lose money because he doesn't really get game checks. Tim Brown also asks, is the decision to switch long snappers a bad one? I realize those are two separate things. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Uh, And (laughs) no, I know
3: Rogers Rogers did not lose a dime for a, for missing a game. It's been structured. It's sort of structured that way. The only way that they could lose game checks is oddly enough. If a unvaccinated player leads to an outbreak forcing the cancellation of a game, then both teams will not get paid that game, that game check. Uh, It is one of the many things the NFL has implemented to increase peer pressure on, uh, on players to, to get vaccinated because obviously they could, that could eat into the pocketbooks of a lot of guys. It doesn't seem like this year we've come close even to an outbreak that could cause a cancellation. So um, yep. that's,
1: that's a bit of a long shot. Only caveat there is that Rogers and Alan Lazard were both fined $14,000 today for being at the Halloween party. So that's, a, that's yes. the only money that they lost.
3: And the organization fined $300,000, oh, yeah. which is not nothing for yep. a person for a franchise. Maybe it is nothing, but uh, the, the fines that the fine for specifically for Rogers is absolute chump change, yep. uh, probably more meaningful for Alan Lazard, but uh um, yeah, the 300,000 was, was a little eye opening that they really is, hit the Packers.
2: It is worth noting that I have seen multiple people reach out to Alan Lazard on Twitter and ask about Venmoing and cash apping and whatnot because Great. many people believe that his fine was unfair,
3: whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, I mean, that's the other thing too. Like, Aaron Rodgers is now the face of this, but there are still a lot of other players. I mean. Alan Lazard's you know he's been doing zoom interviews all year it's it's been no secret to the people covering the team Devondre Campbell's been doing zoom interviews this year so mm-hmm. like there are a lot of guys on this team I, I shouldn't say a lot but there are other people out there on, in the NFL who are still following this very same thing they're just not going on the Pat McAfee show and giving their full side of the story so to their, to their benefit yep. I would say but uh, anyway as far as long snappers don't I
1: don't know, know what
3: do you th- what do you think what's up, you're the long snapper guy
2: um I just, I, 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 my answer is colored by how much I disliked Hunter Bradley. So I'm just going to say, no, it was not a bad idea to change long snappers because it goes with my narrative.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh You'd like to think long snappers who are primarily in the league with one singular job could, uh, you know, they could find somebody to do the one singular job who's an expert at that one singular job. And uh we'll see. Time will tell.
2: Anyone know what uh, Brett Goode is up
3: to? (laughs) Nope. Brett Goode, Trevor Davis, let's get the whole band back together. Tweeting with Trevor Davis and Tyler Irvin about things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Last Patreon question, Alex Lamers asks, if
1: you were the GM, what would be your plan at the quarterback position in the (laughs) offseason? It's a tough one because it's a bad draft class purportedly. And uh, on the plus side, you might get one to fall a little bit because Packers are going to be picking low. They're going to have a good record at the end of the year. Um, but uh, I do think they need to get a few more bodies in in camp if Rogers moves on, and I think he will move on. Um, and uh, I I don't think they're gonna know enough about Love to to just go with him. So, um, I would look for a maybe a decent veteran backup um who is okay holding the clipboard if love is okay and if anybody fell that um you know Aaron Rodgers' style in the draft I might take a a, a shot at them although so wh- there's nobody, what would you there's think nobody about, good in this draft at all
2: what would you think about a veteran backup who has a uh, big body big arm, good pedigree went to AFC championship game
3: is it Ben Roethlisberger? Uh, top, top ten is a,
2: top 10 pick
3: is it cam Newton
2: um and also has experience in the system
3: uh all right i give up blake bortles
2: uh do <laughs> you guys not like immediately go he's on the
3: freaking team right now because nobody he is wants, nobody, on nobody wants
1: blake Bortles. blake Bortles is no good
3: <laughs> he is on the practice squad because they were in an emergency situation and he was Hub. golfing
1: because no and one he's wants gonna go- him
3: He's gonna finish that round as soon as Aaron Rodgers is cleared to play. <laughs> oh dear! This
2: dude left. This dude left on the eighth green. I love that so much.
3: All right. Twitter questions. Brad Ford asks: Will OBJ be the starting quarterback by week twelve?
1: Um, no, but uh, I, I don't think I don't think they'll sign him. He'll end up somewhere else. He'll make a bad decision. Yeah.
2: Paul, he says, will
1: he be the starting quarterback? quarterback I understand. Yeah, he- <laughs> Is, do you want to do you want to answer? Yes. Do you think? <laughs> Paul, yes. Absolutely. Paul is
3: uh, Paul is looking past the obvious tongue and cheekness and trying to add a, a, some some uh, some actual intel there.
1: He's good at throwing. Like he's probably probably as good as what they got right now. But Aaron will be there, so
3: no. Have we seen a trick play
1: with Aaron Rodgers quarterback? I'm sure we have. I just I can't think of one. We have because there, are, I think Randall Cobb's thrown a pass at some point. Got it. I'm pretty sure that's happened.
3: Let's open it up. I want Matt, to see Matt's more. It's
1: like I don't remember that. So maybe I'm wrong, but I think it did. We can find right. out. We can race.
3: Brett Smith, clearly an avid follower of the show, asks How much clay do you think is consumed in the Rogers Woodley household? <laughs> and do you think Devin Aroma Shadu wouldn't have good medical advice? He says, I'm a critical thinker, so I don't trust most docs, but Devin seems like a stand up guy. <laughs> Devin Aroma Shadu, notably never a Packer, is somehow a buzzword, a, 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 a recurring theme on a Packers podcast. Very strange. He's a Viking, so they're definitely Randall as- Cobb.
2: Randall Cobb has two attempted passes as a Packer, one was a completion for 10
3: yards. All right, that's something. Um, how much clay is consumed?
1: Who knows? They're just shitting bricks at that house. That's
3: <laughs> oh my god, I
1: did not see that coming. I don't know why. Uh, Mikey, because
3: it's you... something that I would say, it's not something you're absolutely right. Say. <laughs> right mikey asks would you rather have your first career start quarterback make the right reads but miss the throws or make the wrong reads but be more accurate
1: kind of like that question i think make the wrong reads and be more accurate because i think you can teach the reads but not the accuracy generally speaking so that's what i want it it, when you have a guy who makes the right reads and can't make the throws that's it that's a backup that's that's matt flynn that's exactly what he is like he, uh, you know, that's what that's what you got there, and you don't want that. You want the guy who is putting the ball where it's supposed to be, but just needs to learn um, the playbook a little bit better and his progressions a little better.
3: I still don't think people understand how the 2013 season was such a miracle they made that that's the season where they win on the play to Randall Cobb at the end of the, the facing the Bears it's a 2013 it is right uh to to win that winner take all NFC North game in the last game of the season Matt Flynn keeping that season alive somehow willing that team somehow that team winning back-to-back one-point games I'll never I it's it's mind-blowing like I can't Matt believe Flynn's,
1: it Matt Flynn's a great backup quarterback fantastic backup quarterback just that's all he is though Yeah,
3: I
2: think I still think Matt Flynn would have been a great starter if his elbow didn't explode.
1: Also possible. That is true.
3: All right. Uh, Mark, but Scarby asks, disregard this question if Odell doesn't sign with Green Bay. We're not (laughs) disregarding it anyway, but if he does, which wide receiver do you believe he takes the most snaps from MBS Lazard or Cobb?
1: I think MVS. Um, I, think I agree. Lazard still gets snaps to to lay out blocks, and because he'll just put himself in randomly. And Cobb will get snaps because he has chemistry, and Aaron likes him. And uh, Odell and MVS do the same thing that they're they're blazers who catch deep passes. So that's the answer.
3: We should note, like, if they signed Odell today, he's not going to play against Seattle. At least I'd really doubt it. And, you know, they they. It's also worth time.
2: noting that Odell is still incredibly elite on in breaking routes. He's not just a burner. Fine. Um, if if you look okay. at his if you look at his I charting saw
1: the, I saw the he, chart today too I was in the same thing. Look ever. at the chart, Paul.
2: Look at the chart.
1: <laughs> yes, he's also good at other parts of the route tree. That is correct. However, given the question, he he is most like MVS in terms of what he contributes to this team.
2: That's that's fair.
3: That's fair. If they sign him today, though, you think I'm wrong? I I, I think it's going to take a couple weeks I before think they activate if
1: him. If they if they sign him today, I'll bet he plays like five snaps in that game, and they have like a couple of. Um, do this play is drawn up for him where it's mm. like, okay, you run here. We might throw it to you. We might not. And then he's done for the day. Got it. All
3: right. Jonathan deal asks, pick your favorite special teams coordinator out of Slocum, oh, Zook, Jesus. Manega and Drayton. Give a reason why also what sociopathic behavior or belief will we find out about <laughs> Jordan love 10 years from now? <laughs> I'll tell, I'll go first. I'm picking Drayton because we have the least amount of information on him. Mm-hmm. We know the other guys over the long period of time that it wasn't going to work. All right. I, I, I don't know for sure if Drayton will have, you know, maybe a learning capacity where he, learning capacity is an awful way to put that. That's not what I mean, but like, I don't know if he's going to adjust in a way that they absolutely need him to, you know, we talked about how special teams, isn't like, isn't like a long game, but still like, maybe he figures some things out. There's still time for that. That's,
1: that's the only reason I would take Drayton.
2: So do you guys want to hear my favorite special team coordinator?
1: Well, sure. But then I want to hear the answer. So yes,
2: my favorite. <laughs> among them is Zook. Oh yeah, why? Because Zook brought this level of camaraderie because Zook is so universally hated by every single team that he's ever worked for that when he was when when we were like why does Zook have a job? There were college fans whom he coached their team that were like, "See, we told you. Check out FireRonZook.com. Like, <laughs> <and> <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> like so there was like this, this like multi-team, multi-sport level of camaraderie, which was all based on the hatred of Ron Zuck. So that's why.
1: Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'll go with Slocum <laughs> just because he was a long time ago and I barely remember him. So he's kind so of you a, have the
3: least negative things to say. He's
1: about He's kind him. of an unknown to me. It's like if he was a future coordinator that hadn't had a chance yet, but in the past because I don't remember what he did.
3: All right, and what sociopathic behavior or belief will we find out about Jordan Love ten years from now? I think he's going to. <laughs> change his name to just love and insist that everyone <laughs> insists that everyone call him love like Pele. Except
1: love. I, like I
2: think we're going to find out that he ritualistically sacrifices goats or something like, like he has a guillotine in his backyard Harsh, and sacrifice. I'm just, there's going to be some like, like, every NFL player apparently does something super weird that none of us know about. And then you find out like 10 years later. So I'm going with goat guillotine.
3: Yo, straight up though. If there's animal cruelty involved, that is a way to drop way low on the power rankings yeah. of a, of a, of a fan base. If Aaron Rogers came tomorrow, came out tomorrow saying that he like willfully hurt dogs, that would do much more damage than he's already done to himself. It's, I mean, it's, it's weird. Michael
2: Vick played for two more teams after serving time for killing dogs.
3: I know, and but he's universally vilified. Yep, I will go. Is with, he? Is he still? I think so. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he would. I'm not saying the players would lose their jobs over this. Yeah. I'm just saying, like in the eyes of fans, people talk about how how awful Mike Vick was. Vick is all the time. Yeah, maybe That's maybe right. not anymore. That's but like he was so vilified, it right was about such that. a big deal when he came back. Yeah, and granted, he was in prison, but like or, or jail. I, I don't even know what
1: the terminology is there, but <laughs> still. Yeah, I don't, I don't. know about sociopathic. I'll, I'll, I think quarterbacks tend to just be weirdos over time, especially if they get really good. So, um, I, I'll. I don't know. Um, a hermit that lives in the mountains in the off season, like like Brock Lesnar. I'll go with that.
2: There you go. You know what though? Shout outs to Jordan Love's mom for like being in the Mod Flanders seats.
3: <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was that was super funny. Um. You know, I was I was going to make an argument about Rogers and Favre, just the the idea that you have to have that edge and and the best players seem to invent things, de- you know, even like boogeymen to be mad at so that they can continue to be, you know, the, 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 the thin line between genius and madness, you know, yeah. just needing that excellence. But, you know, then I'm thinking of guys like Peyton Manning and and Drew Brees, like maybe they had those things, but they certainly didn't air them out, you know, Wasn't and, and Drew Brees Pey- part of a pyramid scheme or something. Maybe I that sounds Maybe. vaguely familiar. I mean, I mean Peyton Manning. There was a little HGH thing with you know that he was the NFL found no fault with, but there was something going on there. uh but like for the most part, those dudes don't need to be mad all the time. Nope. They and they were tremendous. Tom Brady yeah, even Drew, like he's <laughs> he's irritating, but same thing. Magic pajamas. Okay, I
2: have a lot of horrible things to say about Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay.
3: Um, I, I I'm Drew, not saying I love the guy, but like you know. Okay,
2: Drew Brees shield a pyramid scheme, and uh. Peyton Manning gave explicit instructions on how to beat the concussion test.
3: <laughs> oh, that's fun. Okay, yeah, there's uh, there there are like miniature skeletons in the in, in closets. There, I, I'm not. You know, you're in the public eye long enough. That's absolutely going to come to light to some degree. But... Uh,
2: to to me, it would be Philip Rivers. Like that is that dude. You know what you get with Philip Rivers, and what you get is pregnant.
3: <laughs> oh jeez. Yes, he is. He's. Is... Supplied the world with many young, many young Philip Rivers. Riverses. Uh, Conrad Curson hey, asks. Sorry, but, who who wins? Who wins in a family scrimmage? The Cromarties or the Rivers? I mean, I'm going to go Cromarties. They've got more NFL players at this point in their lives. Do they? No, I'm talking. I'm talking just. Oh, no, just Antonio Cromartie's kids. They're going to have communication issues because he can't remember their names. He's not going to remember the play calls. <laughs> All right. Uh, Conrad Kirsten asks: Is Dylan a better running back than Williams? Jamal Williams, I assume, is who we're talking about.
1: Yeah, Jamal's having a really good year until he got hurt. They're both very good, so I'm not. I think you're kind of splitting hairs. But um, in terms of going forward, I take Dylan because I always take the younger guy, and he has shown enough that I think he's a good player. But Williams is he's he's also cheaper. He's cheaper. <laughs> Uh, but but Williams is really good. He he has a very high success rate. He's very good in the passing game. Um, Dylan is still not often trusted in pass blocking, and Jamal Williams definitely is. So um, for one game, I'd probably want Jamal Williams to anchor the back of the offensive line to get a few hard yards. Uh, also, but uh, I mean, it's one of those things. They're both they're both good. So either one, either one's fine. All right. Last question. Scott Hartle asks: Are fans psychologically
3: better off that Rodgers deceived uh, deceived fans on the non-vax status? Eight weeks without worrying or adding to the offseason, an early-season drama circus. Bonus mocking cousins. And when we find out we're seven and one and know our quarterback will actually be immunized for postseason.
1: So red pill blue pill question. Okay. Um,
3: uh, actually, be immunized for postseason is is a little. So so yeah, I assume that's it, a reference. Does it count? Once you have it, I don't think it does. So when he
2: when he comes back, you're free from testing for ninety
3: days, which is a window that will bring us right up to Super Bowl week. So in <laughs> theory, he's gonna need to not have COVID between you know during Super Bowl week. But uh, and also
2: the NFL considers you completely fully vaxxed with one uh, dose after infection after infection. Okay. So if if he really wanted to get like back in the good graces, he would put up with his. Worries of sterility and and I will bet so much money and...
1: that he will not get any vac, any COVID vaccine. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So that's not happening. But that's interesting. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl week, very interesting. Uh, there should be a show about trying to keep him away from other people that week. Dude, what if what if
2: the Packers go to the Super Bowl and Rogers gets COVID the week? Super <laughs> uh, Bowl.
3: It'll get buried. It'll get buried. It'll never happen. I I think, I don't. I'm not you a big think Rogers believer. plays with. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: you think he plays with COVID?
3: I'm not a big believer in NFL conspiracy theories all the time. <laughs> I think I think it gets buried. I mean, I, I think I, I think nobody says anything, and he just plays.
1: Anyway, to answer the question, I, I want to know the truth. So I would have liked to have known that he was not vaccinated, so that we could have talked about it a lot and made fun of him and stuff. That's that's <laughs> how I roll. I get that's a, that's what I would have wanted. But I see your point. Um, not. Hey.
2: On, this, on the subject of making fun of quarterbacks for doing stupid things, have we ever seen Aaron Rodgers grill before?
1: You mean the act of grilling meat or the front of his truck?
2: Yeah, like, like what? <laughs> the, the, cr- making meat because like we make fun of Kirk Cousins for his vaccination status and his stupid, weird grilling on Instagram. <laughs> have, we, have we ever seen Aaron Rodgers cook? I don't think Does so. Does Aaron Rodgers eat, eat food?
1: I don't, I don't think he wants to portray himself as the kind of person who grills. I agree with you completely on that, Paul. Yes. So we have not <laughs> seen that and we never will. You know, I, I mentioned
3: something interesting or not interesting, but, but sort of tangentially related to this on the podcast you and I did, Paul, right after sort of the revelation that he hadn't been vaccinated, that athletes are in a tough position where... You know, they're sort of being made. they sort of have to reveal one way or another if they're vaccinated, especially in the NFL, where if you're not vaccinated, you get this 10 day bump automatically, which which de facto reveals that you are, in fact, not vaccinated. Yep. And 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 the question I have is like for a pro athlete, what you quote unquote sign up for as you become rich and famous and successful is is your you know, your health status, is that on the list of something that you must reveal that it's, it's sort of a, this thing that was created purely by COVID where, you know, people are compelled to say what, whether or not they are vaccinated for in certain situations. I I wonder kind of out loud if, if athletes kind of got boxed in there to the point where that might not be something that you would think they've technically signed up for. I do think it's interesting in the NBA, like right now the bucks are missing Chris Middleton, who's out for 10 days with, uh with COVID-19. He also we we have no idea if he's vaccinated because players, once they test positive, whether or not they're vaccinated, must miss 10 days. So the NBA, the way that's structured, sort of, and I don't know if this is intended, shields people from really finding out whether or not someone is vaccinated. Because either way, you've got to sit. The NFL is totally different. The NFL very clearly and actively wants players to get vaccinated, will go to any length, even to shame them in this case, I think. Uh, so, So I find that interesting that that NBA, a pretty progressive thinking league uh, as leagues go is doing things a little bit differently. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud about that, but th- that's just maybe like the small kernel where I'm like, I understand the frustration Aaron Rogers has here where he's being boxed in. I mean, obviously I think he should be vaccinated. I think, you know, he's cost his team a game potentially by, by doing the way he, doing things the way he did. But, uh, but also, also it is different league to league. It's kind of an interesting setup. I
2: mean, yeah. If, if they have Rogers for that game, it's Packers by thirty. Like oh, one hundred percent.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you could. I mean, that's like the selfish fan thing looking at it. But like, you could easily just do that. You could suspend all the political drama around it and just say, "Dang it! If you had just gotten vaccinated, we, the, the Packers would have won the game." Now maybe he's still sick. You know, he's saying that yeah, he's just I mean, now feeling better. Like maybe it doesn't happen anyway. Maybe maybe there's nothing he could have done. But still, oh, dude, did, he didn't did, lose did you guys chances. see
2: the? Did you guys see him on McAfee today? I did not watch it, no. He looked like crap. Okay. Like he he looked like a man who was down with a bad flu. And who was like trying not to show it.
3: That could be true. Yeah. We'll find out. I guess like if he doesn't test negative back to back
1: days, he's not gonna play against Seattle. So we'll
3: know then that yeah, he's rocking this thing pretty hard.
1: Indeed. And it will be bad. And uh Jamal Adams will kill Jordan Love.
3: (laughs) R. I. P. Jordan Love. Yes.
1: Uh so that's all we got guys that's the questions mm-hmm. i think we're out i think we're done surprised nobody asked about kurt Bankert, but here we are um
2: <laughs> well, what would you like to know about kurt Bankert?
1: It, um how is he progressing through covid and uh, he-
2: kurt Bankert says that he's felt fine for the last few days so this is we're recording this on tuesday yep um kurt Bankert actually told me personally that he's felt great for the last couple of days
1: okay way to be I mean, there's
3: an there's a non zero chance Kurt Bankert gets into a Packers football game if Aaron Rodgers can't go and Jordan Love gets murdered by Jamal Adams, right?
1: Yep, that's why I asked. Yep. All yeah, right.
3: So,
2: so Bankert Bankert's been uh almost three days without symptoms and according to him feels great. So all right. I got I got sources. Way to have sources, Matt. My, my sources are Twitter. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Be- before we go, Matt, do you have anything to plug since you have sources? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Paul, what is it that I always say that my sources told me?
1: Is, this is a cliche. I, I don't know that. Yes,
2: you're not know, you're not know where my sources cliche about people like Adam Schefter or like. No. no, never mind. Just just go to here's here's my plug. Go on Twitter, search my at for uh, Schefter and sources, and then uh, the <laughs> and respond to that.
1: Okay, got homework for this yes. week. No idea what that is. Um, Jr., do you have anything that's an actual thing to plug?
3: uh no nothing too great the bucks went to the white house that was fun oh, talked yeah. about that on our bucks podcast this week which you can find in the usual places with jim ozarski um we also have i got another badgers live blog coming up this weekend badgers are against northwestern they're going to win the west now barring an upset so <laughs> life is interesting for the wisconsin badgers and their their fan, <laughs> their fans uh
1: it's got weird fast
3: yeah yeah and uh <laughs> it did a lot going on in sports basketball seasons college basketball seasons just kicked off bucks are obviously playing uh you know badger football rounding good time if anybody is interested in getting a digital subscription to the journal sentinel jsonline.com slash deal one dollar gets you six months Gets you through the backer season and uh and you know most of most of what's going on right now so uh i, w- I would encourage people to check that
1: out it's a pretty good pretty good situation yep do it um as for me i have my Modest Proposal to Aaron Rodgers up on Acme Packet Company. I've got my recap up on Shepard Express. You can check out both of those. Uh, and we'll have the mini pod later this week as well. Uh, so that will do it for us. Uh, we have Seattle up next, and who knows who will be quarterbacking. But everybody, please enjoy the game.